You're listening to Travel Talk Weekly with Rob and Carrie Stewart, travel experts, authors, and TV hosts. Join them every Tuesday as they take you to amazing destinations all over the globe. Whether it's cruising the seven seas, exploring Europe, or being pampered at an all-inclusive resort, Travel Talk Weekly is your passport to the world. Hello and welcome to the Travel Talk Weekly Show, your passport to the world. This is episode number 17, original air date, February 11th, 2020. This episode is all about an upscale luxury cruise line called Azamara and a once-in-a-lifetime chance to cruise with us on a very specific itinerary. And this is the first time we've done something like this where we planned a cruise so far in advance. We're like, hey, everybody join us. I know, right? We're excited about this. And because we've never sailed on Azamara, we're bringing you to the expert, our friend and business development manager, Lionel Garcia. He's the guy who helps us with all of our Azamara clients. And one thing I think that you're going to learn from hearing from Lionel is how different Azamara is, but also all of the things you get included in this cruise. So even though it's a luxury, just keep in mind, there's a lot included. So actually, it's a great value. And now I'd like to introduce a good friend of the show, Travel Talk Weekly, but also a supporter of our travel agency, Creating Magic Vacations, and that's Lionel Garcia with Azamara. Thanks for having me here. I love it. We're excited because we just got to spend some time with you at our agent event a few weeks ago, and I know that our agents were really excited about your product. But before we get into that, tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. So I've been uh, I've been blessed to have the opportunity to be in the cruise business in April, starting 19 years I've been in the cruise business, all within the Royal Caribbean family of brands. And I've had the, the privilege of traveling the world in close to 60 countries and uh, I, I love it. It's and one of my most favorite things is to get to work with fantastic partners like yourself and help you all show your customers, your clients, what a wonderful experience, travel experiences are out there. And you already mentioned something really interesting because a lot of our listeners may not have heard of Azamara, but you just mentioned you're part of the Royal Caribbean family. That's right. And Azamara is actually, it's, it's this... The small sister, sometimes you hear the stepsister. I don't like hearing stepsister. That has like a negative connotation to it. But we are the uh, the sister of the Royal Caribbean family, the younger sister. We have three small ships. Each vessel carries 700 guests, 408 crew members. But I, Royal Caribbean created Azamara to build a brand that made delivering destination its most important priority. So tell us, what does make Azamara different from the other cruise lines? Well, with Azamara, our, our purpose is to connect people with people, people with cultures, and, and people with themselves. And, and we believe we can do this with this really unique concept we call destination immersion. What that means is that we are able to bring home these immersive itineraries, these itineraries that have longer stays and more overnights. In, in essence, Azamara spends more than half of its stops have a departure of 8 p.m. or later. So that's one really unique concept. The other immersive itinerary concept that we have is the fact that we highlight countries on our itineraries. So when other cruise lines' mission is to give you a taste of the different countries along a route, with Azamara, you can dedicate an entire voyage just to one country, like let's say 12 nights and circumnavigate Ireland or 15 nights and circumnavigate Japan or seven nights and just do Italy. And these are the things that make Azamara unique. 
And then the other part that's unique is that we late night and overnight. So what that means is more than half of our stops have a departure of 8 p.m. or later. The beautiful part about that is just like in your hometown, the city comes to life at night. You know, most people, when they're done working, they come home, they go out at night. That happens all around the world. So when you're on a cruise and you leave by five or six, you kind of miss everything. But when you're on a cruise with Azamara and you're leaving at 8 p.m. or later, sometimes the next day, you get to really see that city come to life. And that is, yeah, and that makes us different. I totally understand what you're saying because on our honeymoon, we cruised in Italy. It was so bad, like weather-wise, that we had to skip going to like Sardinia. So we ended up going to Monaco a night early and we got to do an overnight in Monaco, which normally that cruise line doesn't do. And we got to experience the Monaco nightlife, which is, I mean, it is crazy. Yeah. And one of the things that I really like too is with, you know, because you are in port later and the ships, it's not like your ships have 5,000 people. And so even if you are in town with the other cruise passengers, there's just not as many people. So you don't feel like all crammed and like you're all fighting to go to the same places. And that's, that I think is something that's really cool about what you guys offer. Yeah. I mean, I- I could say this because I could talk about my big sister this way. Just to put it in perspective, one lifeboat on Allure of the Seas, just one, carries the entire crew of one of my ships. Oh my gosh. So just so you put it in perspective, the size difference between our product and the product that is more considered mass market that's out there, we're really small. And that allows us to go to some of these smaller ports. One of my favorite stops was two summers ago i was in bordeaux we sailed up the garonne river 15 minutes closer to the center of town than even the river boats on the garonne and we spent three days two nights in bordeaux that was just spectacular and something that i've never experienced even being a cruise veteran like i am i've never been able to do something like that and it's because that's what makes azamara special is that the ship is small enough that it can go up the river and stay 15 minutes closer to the center of town than even the river boats. That's really, really unique. That's something I didn't even think of. And again, it's one of the many things that sets you guys apart. Let's talk about what is a typical or who is a typical Azamara client? So an Azamara client is a well-traveled client. When I first started at Azamara, I always thought it was a well-cruised client. But interestingly enough, about 20% of our guests have never set foot on an ocean ship in their life. Their first ever cruise was an Azamara cruise. So this is a traveler that is well-traveled, well-experienced in vacations. They've been there, they've done that, and now they want to go back and immerse themselves a little bit further in this one particular destination or this one particular area, and they want to spend more time there. And Azamara provides that flexibility and that uh, unique opportunity to give them that. And a step further, because now Azamara also offers land vacations, we could offer three to six night land tours that take place before, after, or even during the cruise vacation. This makes that land lover even more enticed to try Azamara because now they could really immerse themselves in that particular place that they were hoping to visit next. So it definitely is more of like a des- like you were saying, um, destination immersion. So what's what's an example of if I'm going on a cruise and I'm going to let's say I'm going to Monaco, what how can I get more immersed in the culture there? What does Azamara offer to help me do that? So Monaco, for example, one of the 
coolest things we do in Monaco is uh, when we visit Monaco, we try to go when there's the Monaco Grand Prix. And we have, typically we have either a five-night voyage that overnights for the Grand Prix, or we have a longer voyage, which before the Monaco Grand Prix is the Cannes Film Festival. That allows our customers to do the Cannes Film Festival and also do the Monaco Grand Prix. So that gives them the opportunity to to do both, which is kind of neat. And we don't have tickets to the film festival, but just being on the streets, being down, walking the walkways with all the celebrities and all the movie stars and all the producers and all the people that are there for this film festival is, is fantastic. And then to follow it up with the Grand Prix, well, we sell tickets to the Grand Prix at non-scalper prices. And these tickets are going to have be in the race on one of the turns. You know, I, I talked to a few people who try to save some money and do things on their own. Well, they end up paying more money and end up watching the race in someone's apartment overlooking the track instead of being on the track on one of the turns. So that's, you know, one of the examples you gave me, Monaco, but, you know, one of the other neat things that we'll do in some places is that we could go into museums when no one else is there. Or we can take people into families' homes and make lunches or dinners inside of a family's home. My favorite experience I've had was in Croatia, in Dubrovnik. We went out to the farmlands of Dubrovnik, and we there was this, this family who lives on this beautiful property where they grow their own grapes for their wine, and they also grow their own ingredients and have a farm and everything, and everyone kind of sources from each other. So we come over. And we're treated to this homemade grappa that they make. So that's our welcome drink. And then we go into one of their kitchens where we're making handmade gnocchi. And gnocchi is a, is like a pasta, is a like a potato pasta dish, if you will. And their grandmother is in another kitchen making a beef stew to complement our gnocchi that we're making. And then once it's all done and prepared, we sit down at their dining room table there's only 12 of us on this tour and the grandma brings out the gnocchi and uh, and the grandma brings out the, the stew and then pours it over our gnocchi. And it was just amazing to sit there and talk to this family. They speak English very well and hear the history of Croatia and hear their family's history. You know, they went through a tremendous war in the nineties, lost their home, lost everything. We built it back and now they get to host tourists from all over the world. On any given day, they don't host more than 12 people. And here, Azamara is giving, gave the opportunity to some guests who wanted to pay for this experience to have that type of unique experience. That's something I would definitely be in for. And we love Croatia and Dubrovnik in general. Yeah. And one thing I notice is you don't sail round trip from home port to home port. Like you're not doing seven night round trips out of Tampa or Miami. You go explore the world. And I saw you guys, you were featured on a TV show, and I think it was a cruise down in the South Pacific. And they did something which I knew of just because I'm in the industry. They took everybody off the ship, put them on buses, and had a very special night. Can you tell us more about that? Sure. So I'll start with the first thing you mentioned about not beginning and ending in the same port. That's because with only three vessels, we want to see the world. So with just three ships, we cover 81 countries, seven continents, and over 365 ports. So that gives us the opportunity to really go around. Now, the challenge with that is that sometimes when there are some of our guests are looking to visit a particular destination, we may not be there. 
But what I can assure you is that if we are there in that destination at that time, that's the right time to be going because we don't, we can't afford to have a bad cruise. So we position the ships when, where they're supposed to be, when they're supposed to be there. Uh, now, Rob, to your question or your point of what we did where we, we bust some of the guests off the vessel into the destination. Every single voyage, seven nights or longer, we host what's called an as amazing evening. I know that's a mouthful. Another way to say it, my CEO likes to call them an ungoogable event. And <laughs> the reason why they're ungoogable is because you can't buy tickets to these events. Azamara puts together a nighttime shore excursion where we typically rent a beautifully restored venue in the heart of a city on any voyage seven nights or longer, and we invite our guests to attend. So yes, we motor coach them off the vessel, take them over to the to the venue. The venue is usually in the heart of the city. And then there is a red carpet reception with the captain and all the officers and usually some kind of welcoming committee from that city or from that country. There's food, drink, and then entertainment that takes place at this venue. And this night is put together because we want to be the nighttime experts. We want to be the, the experts that deliver what, what we call night touring. And so when the uh, evening is over, we, we help all of our guests get back to the vessel. But I would tell you that 99% of our guests, their most memorable experience with Azamara is the as amazing evening that we put together for them. And I know that's something that personally, Carrie and I are really excited about because we are sailing on Azamara. And I can tell you that we leave October 3rd and we're calling it the Three Sisters Cruise. And I know that on October 8th, you guys are doing something that you've never done before. We are. We actually have, we're going to have all three sisters. And we say sisters because that's what you call a ship, a cruise line. They call each other sisters. Uh, they rarely say brothers. I don't know why, uh, but all the <laughs> vessels are, are, are sisters. And we have three triplets, if you will. Our fleet is comprised of three vessels, the Journey, the Quest, and the Pursuit. And all three vessels will be in Copa, Slovenia on the same night, October 8th of 2020. And we're going to host a grand, as amazing evening. This is going to be the first ever as amazing evening for all three ships at the same time. Uh, the the city of Koper is incredibly exci excited about this because we've hosted one ship at a time before, but now they're getting excited because they're going to have three ships. As you can imagine, it's about 2,000 guests that are going to be embark disembarking off into their city, and they've set up a special part of the, their square where where there's going to be red carpets lining from where the where you you disembark rob and, and and carrie you're going to disembark walk this red carpet all the way through the city and as you are walking through it's not very far the the distance you're going to walk there's going to be wineries and restaurants all and and shopkeepers lining these uh the red carpet sharing with you some of their goods and their wares and their flavors of their city and then you're going to get to the main reception area uh, where there'll be even more for you to experience because they're bringing out their best. And then from there, you'll get to sample some more things, drink some more of their local drink, and then you'll have grab your seat. And I don't remember the name of the group right now, but it's a world-famous acapella group that's actually from Slovenia, 
they're going to be performing. And if you've never heard an acapella group before, basically they perform full scores of music with lyrics and, and percussion and altos and bass, all with just their voices. No instruments, just voices. And they're going to perform music from all types of genre and all ages. It's going to be an incredible night put together, like we've said before, just for Azamara and uh, and just for our guest. But in this case, it's going to be all three ships are going to be there that night. So it should be one really magical night under the stars in Koper, Slovenia. We first heard about this last year. Immediately, we committed right then. We said, we are going. And some of your coworkers said, this is a once-in-a-lifetime cruise. It'll probably never happen again where all three ships are together for that same night. Yeah, it's really, really great. But actually, Rob, you brought up something really cool. And that's that all three ships are going to be in Venice the next day. They are. <laughs> so I think that's really neat, me too. So here we go. Well, we're not going to do it ever again. And we're doing it the next day. Um, but it, but that's without the Oz Amazing Evening. That is. It is without the Oz Amazing Evening. But I, can I talk about how cool it is to spend a night in Venice, though? Oh, yes, oh, you can. Absolutely. We've done it. All right, cool. Well, my favorite thing about spending uh, being on Azamara in Venice is that we stop at a pier called San Basilio and the, the pier location San Basilio is on the Grand Canal right in front of the riverboats and right behind some of the yachts that dock on the Grand Canal. What that means is that you're within walking distance of St. Mark Square. Now, if you've been to Venice before, getting around Venice is incredibly expensive and time consuming because you have to hop on a boat, on a vaporetto, and you have to go from point A to point B. It's also confusing. Incredibly confusing, yes. But when you're docked where we dock, where we berth, you're already on the side of the Grand Canal where all the action is, and you don't need to take a gondola or you don't need to take a vaporetto, although I do recommend experiencing a gondola ride so that way you could been there, done that. But you get a chance to already be right there within walking distance of St. Mark's Square and the Grand Palaces and everything. And it's all within walking distance. And then the best part is the ship acts as your hotel that evening. So you don't have to worry about extending your stay if you wanted to on a, on a hotel. You can actually let the ship act as your hotel and go explore and have dinner in Venice. Ah, oh, a wonderful pasta. One of the most famous pastas in Venice is actually the squid ink pasta. So go out, find that squid ink pasta, top it off with a fantastic gelato, and get back to the ship whenever you remember that you need to get back to the ship because guess what? It won't leave until the next day. Yes, we're very excited about all the food items in Venice. We love going there. And what we're really excited about is we are on the Azamar journey and we're going to go from Athens to Venice. We've never been to Athens, Greece. We've been to Corfu, but not Athens. And we booked ourselves an aft-facing balcony on the ship. Wonderful. That's going to be beautiful. It'll be a great way to see Venice and all the other places we're going to. Yeah, most definitely. So one of the things that is a little bit different with Azamara as well, why I kind of see it as um, also a good value, is what's included in your cruise fare. It's very different than a lot of the traditional cruises. Can you talk to us a little bit about what is included other than this Oz amazing evening? Sure. So on board Azamara, we include our we include gratuities. We include our standard beverage package, which includes beer, wine, and spirits all the time, not just lunch and dinner, but Anytime uh, from morning till nighttime. 
And then we also include, I, I think I talked about this already, gratuities are also included. And one of the neatest features I think that goes maybe even unappreciated is because the vessel is small, we dock in the heart of many of the cities that we visit. But if we're not in the heart of that city, we actually provide transportation for you from the ship to the heart of the city and back while the ship is in port. That's a tremendous savings because typically you would have to take a shore excursion or a taxi to get into the city. And with Azamara, you could have that as a savings because it's an included benefit. So that I think those are some of the, the best benefits and, and inclusions that Azamara offers. That is something that, number one, I did not know. And looking at some of your cruise fares, you can take a mass market cruise and on one of the really big ships. And by the time you add gratuities and a drink package, there's a lot of times where you're going to be less expensive than some of the big uh, mass market ships. It's very true. That can happen. Yes, most definitely. And we, you know what, what it makes Azamara special, in addition to all the things we've talked about too, I, I believe is our crew. Our 408 crew members that are there to serve our 700 guests, that's a fantastic ratio. I think that's like 1 to 1.67. It's a fantastic ratio. And that allows our, our crew to remember your name, remember the drink that you like to, to have. I, I know this. Uh, I know Rob and Carrie, you guys would appreciate this, and, and I'm sure some of your listeners would too. I got to tell you a story. I, I like drinking wine. Uh, if, and if you like drinking wine, you probably would agree that drinking wine in the right stemware is also important. And uh, so you have to invest in that too. But on a cruise ship, not everywhere that you drink wine are you going to drink in a really fine stemware. Um, so depending on the restaurant, they have even finer stemware. But this one night on Azamara Pursuit, I dined in the specialty restaurant and I had a Riddell glass with my, with my wine. It was fantastic. I was drinking a Z Zinfandel, red Zinfandel. It was wonderful. And that evening... I forgot. I left my stemware at the casino at the um, at the den, which is one of our beautiful bars that's on deck number five, midship, with a piano and and people come there to listen to music. It's really nice. So I left it there. Didn't remember that I left it there, but I was kind of disappointed. The following night after dinner, I asked for my red wine from the wonderful bartender at the den. He says, "Would you like the same glass you used yesterday?" I said, you still, you still have my glass? He said, oh, yes, of course, Mr. Garcia. And sure enough, he poured me my same wine from, from yesterday, the Red Zinfandel, and he poured it into my beautiful uh, Riddell glass, and I got to enjoy that. And I was the envy of everyone that was there because they all were drinking on the regular bar uh, stemware, and I was drinking in the Riddell stemware. And they're like, what? How did you do that? And it was just he was able to build a connection with me and uh, and I with him and it, it was just fantastic and those are the kind of things that our crew because it's such a uh, high guest to crew ratio that we're able to make those connections with our with our different guests. I have to admit I am not familiar with this special kind of stemware. So explain that. Oh, <laughs> well, uh, there is there's enough people in the wine world that would tell you that you should spend or invest a minimum of twenty dollars per glass for your wine that you drink. If you like drinking nice wine, somewhere between $20 to $40 bottle or even more, you should also be investing $20 plus on your stemware. There's some fantastic companies that make good stemware, one of them being Riddell. It's a German company. 
but there also is other ones called Nachman that is kind of stemmed off from them. But I promise you, it makes a difference in how the wine tastes. I know you probably don't believe me, but try it for yourself. No, I totally believe you. My question is, was this, was this your personal glass that you brought? Oh, no, 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 no. This was just our, our, sorry. We carry, we carry Riddell stemware in the specialty restaurants. That is good to know. I will definitely try that out. There you go. Well, now this is a challenge, of course. We're going to have to try this and report back saying, yes, the Riddell glasses were much better tasting. <laughs> made our wine much better. So I'm up yeah. for the challenge. I may there have to go. like pre like pre-do it and just test it at home first and see how it compares. And even if we can't taste the difference, we're going to say that we can. Otherwise, we'll seem silly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm it. But you know, look, look at all the things you can learn on a cruise. Um, and Ozamar, definitely. Wow. That's amazing. So I'd say if, if you could describe Ozamar in one word, it would be immersive. Immersive. I actually have an elevator pitch. You know how everyone needs to prepare like a quick one liner to describe what they do. Can I describe? We, we still do. Absolutely. Yeah, please do. All right. My one liner is that we are a land vacation company that uses floating hotels. Okay. I like that. Matter of fact, I'll, I'll probably use it. But yeah, so we are a land, a land vacation company that uses floating hotels. And the one thing I love about that, Lionel, is that in today's world of travel, people want to have an experience. I don't want to just go on a vacation. I want to have an experience. I want to come back different. I want to learn something new. I want to meet interesting people. And with what you guys offer in your approach, Ozamar definitely is going to deliver on the experiences of a lifetime for sure. Most definitely. I'm glad you see it that way. I, I think that's really what's most important is our, our whole mission is to have people come back changed. And some of the, the places that we visit and some of the tours that are offered, they're whole purposely built around delivering change. Uh, we've even partnered with companies like and World Wildlife Fund, where we're putting together tours to contribute toward World Wildlife Fund and the actions and things that they're doing around the world to also implement change. So it's really exciting. Um, I love the company I get to work for and the places that we go to and the guests that come on board Azamara are just some fantastic people because they all have something in in common and, and it's their love for travel and their love to to experience more of where they're going and to make an impact. So Lionel, though, I do have a question though. You've traveled all over the world. What would you say are your top like three places, like destinations that everybody should go to that maybe they don't know about? Well, I have to say that you 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 had me at, at the first one and then you said destinations that they don't know about. So I'm going to tell you one place that they don't know about that Azamara currently doesn't go to, but most people don't know about the Maldives. And uh, I love the Maldives. They are, it's a country that represents 1900 islands and over 90% of them are uninhabited. And uh, this place, uh, this chain of islands is actually off the coast of India and it's a fantastic place. It looks a lot like Fiji or Tahiti, some of the Polynesian islands, but even more remote and even more um, away. They find very few Americans that go there just because it takes a really long time to get there. But uh, they do have, they're growing in popularity. And one of the, it's actually rated one of the most important places to see uh, very soon because 
they're believed to be underwater sooner than later, sadly, due to the rising tides and their very low elevation. So that was a non-Azamara. I'll give you two Azamaras. One I would recommend is Santorini. I am in love with Santorini in Greece, and I love doing Santorini with Azamara because we depart Santorini after 9 p.m. And what makes that unique and different is that most cruise lines leave Santorini by 5 or 6. So around 4.30, there is mass hysteria of guests, thousands of them, trying to disembark off the island of Santorini. And there's three ways to get down. Motor coach, foot through a donkey trail, donkey, or a vernacular that takes you. It's like a little train that takes you from the top down. Well, if you show up and you're trying to get off when everyone else is trying to get off, you're probably going to end up walking down with the donkeys. Not a fun or pleasant smelling trip. I actually saw that on an episode of Below Deck Mediterranean, that exact situation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, But when you depart after nine, guess what? And we're the only ship. There is no rush. So my wife and I, we got to sit at a restaurant, a little taverna overlooking the caldera the caldera is the 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 crater that the volcano formed uh, that made santorini and it's overlooking the caldera all the ships are sailing away into the sunset which is beautiful but we're watching the sun set into the caldera while drinking i'm drinking a mythos beer which is amazing my wife's having a, a white wine we're enjoying some of the the appetizers from the restaurant and then we sat down we're like hey well we got time let's have some dinner too and then we turned out to be the only two people on the vernacular on the way down to meet the ship, to do the tender, to get back on the ship. It was awesome. And it's something that I only would have been able to have experienced had I been staying on the island myself or on an Azamara cruise. So that was that's, that's one example. And the last one, I know I mentioned it already, but I fell in love with Bordeaux. Bordeaux, France can arguably be one of the premier destinations for food and wine. And I did not eat on the ship for those three days because every day I was in France at one of the best places for food and wine. And so I looked up places for lunch and places for dinner every single night. And I made reservations and I had truly a gastronomic experience. And the most beautiful part was the ship wasn't far. We were less than 20 minutes away from the center of town. And here we are just walking back and forth. It was almost like we had a hotel in Bordeaux. It was it was fantastic. I loved it. And I highly recommend um, either of those two places and, you know, anywhere else really. But those two places are, were, were really magical for me. Very cool. I didn't even know that they went to Bordeaux because, you know, looking at it on a map, I would think, oh, cruises right. don't go don't go even close right. to that. So that's pretty, pretty amazing. Cool. Yep. Great. Now I have to add another one on the list. <laughs> Well, we're already going to be over there in October. <laughs> I know. We're going to end up extending this thing for like a lot forever. We'll just spend the month of October in Europe. It's not a bad place to be, that's for sure. Well, is there anything else, Lionel, that you want to share about Azamara or travel in general? You know, it's funny. I, I get asked this question quite a bit. It's like, when's the best time to go uh, wherever that, that may be? And, and my answer is the best time to go is when you can go. If you always wait for the right time or the best time, you might not do it. And um, because they just things get in the way, life happens. So my suggestion is don't waste any time. Many of us are blessed with the opportunity to be American, and we have this little blue book that gives us the permission to have a ticket to travel. And 
every day that we're on this planet is a gift. So we might as well enjoy it and go out there and, and see the world. One of the most beautiful things also about traveling and seeing the world is that you remind yourself how much you love home. So when you get there, you see what other people get to live and how they live and what they do. You're reminded about how lucky we are to live and, and be where we are. And then we get to come home and be grateful for everything that we have. So get out there, travel, see the world, and um, enjoy it. Hopefully our paths will cross sometime. I totally agree. And when I get that question, usually the question is, when is the best time to book? And I always have the same answer, today. Well, when's the second best time to book? Tomorrow. Just get it on your schedule. Well, thanks so much for joining us and giving us a little more insight into Osmar. Rob and I couldn't be more excited to cruise um, later this year. I don't know. Who knows? Maybe we'll add another one in the in between here and then. Who knows? <laughs> well, thank you, guys. Thank you again, Lionel. We really appreciate your help and the support you give to our Creating Magic Vacations travel agents. I actually learned some stuff. And because we've never cruised Osmara, I'm like even more excited now after hearing even more of what Lionel said in terms of describing it. I mean, we've sold Osmara and, you know, I get it. It's kind of cool cruise line. But wow, I am so excited for October. And we did our Thanksgiving cruise on another cruise line. You guys probably listened to that show. And when we came in the morning, we were getting off the ship. I'm like, there's the Azamara journey. That's the ship we are going to be on. Yeah, that was so cool. As we mentioned with Lionel, we're very excited to be a part of this once-in-a-lifetime cruise that we're calling the Three Sisters Cruise. And the Three Sisters, again, stands for the three ships that they have. All three ships are sailing this October in the Mediterranean, and we'll be meeting up October 8th in Copra, Slovenia, for an awesome, amazing evening. So one of the ships is doing a 12-night cruise from Barcelona. We've done that similar itinerary, and I love it. It is so great. And then another one is a seven-night from Rome. And then the ship that we actually will be on is the Azamar Journey, and that one is sailing from Athens, Greece to Venice. There is still room, and we would love for you to join us, either on our ship or the others. Either way, We'll be spending an incredible evening in Copra, Slovenia, before we all sail to Venice late that night. And I think depending upon how many people we get, we may even set up some little private shore excursions or something for the group. That could be fun. I know one thing we're doing is because we're going to Venice and we have a friend there that runs some hotels and some restaurants, we're probably going to stay an extra night or two in Venice. And then I promised you that we would go see Lake Como. So we'll spend a few days in Milan. Definitely looking forward to that. Now, our most popular show is, of course, one of the ones that we did earlier when we first launched Travel Talk Weekly, and that is on Venice. And so if you want to learn a little bit more about what to do in that city, definitely go check out that episode because I think we're going to revisit a few of the things we did because oh, we they are. were fantastic. Even the, the Venetian pub crawl. That was yeah, fun. That one was really fun. And a lot of people don't know about that one, but we're definitely doing that. Well, they will after listening to our show. Oh, good point. Good point. If you want more information, text the word TRAVEL to 888-111, and we'll send those links right over to you. And in addition, we'll have the three links to each one of those individual cruises in our show notes. Yeah, so you can see the pricing right there, and if we can help you book that. We definitely are probably going to do some extra perks and some things for our group, so reach out to us so you can make sure that you can participate in those as well. Thanks for listening, and again, don't forget to text TRAVEL to 888-111 so that we can reach out to you when we find some awesome specials. And if you do have any specific questions, go ahead and reach out by email. Send an email to rob at traveltalkweekly.com. Remember, it's a great, big, beautiful world. Get out there and see it. Until next time, never stop exploring. Stop exploring.